Clarita here, and I've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. If you want to release your music into the world, DistroKid's the easiest way to get your music into all the major streaming platforms, unlimited uploads, and keep 100% of your royalties. And because you're a Design Freaks listener, you get 30% off. Go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Design Freaks. DistroKid. Janelle Monet's The Arc Android has been called a masterpiece, a musical utopia, metropolis you can dance to. That's right. Welcome to another episode of the Design Freaks podcast. Uh, my name's Clarita, and I like to talk about album cover art and packaging design and all that nerdy stuff. Uh, so this is a mini episode. These are called Design Freaks Covers a Cover. This is where I take one album sleeve at a time and just kind of investigate um, what went on behind the artwork, what's the story, who's the designer, try to figure out as much as I can. Um, this time I'm covering, like I said, Janelle Monet's first studio album called The Arc Android. This is a concept album and there's a lot going on. Before I get into that, uh, first, if you enjoy the show, please share with other vinyl and design freaks, like and subscribe and all that. And for more music related podcasts, go ahead and check out ruinousmedia.com. Um, I do have some new interviews coming up soon, so tune in for that. Also, reach out to me if you or someone you know might be a good fit for the show. Uh, thanks for tuning in. All right, so let's talk about Janelle Monet's The Arc Android. Um, first of all, who is Janelle Monet? So Janelle Monet Robinson is an American psychedelic soul and R&B singer, songwriter, composer, artist, actor, fashion icon, activist, record producer. She was born December 1st, 1985. I am the oldest person on earth. Um, in Kansas City. She's from Kansas, USA. How would I describe her in my own words? I mean... Musician, actor, activist, yes. Visionary, I would say. Very creative. Everything she does is through an artful lens. Her videos are fantastic. She's a great, I'm assuming, is directing those. Um, she plays a hell of an android. Well, she's in a show called Electric Dreams. It's based on Philip K. Dick short stories. Yeah, she's just incredible. If you're not familiar with her work and you just kind of tuned in because of this cover and it, you're curious listen to this is a great album to start from it's actually the second and third parts of her metropolis themed concept records but still a great place to start to get to know her um so yeah she's a, a film nerd but concept albums are usually like by prog rock bands <laughs> um so she kind of took it and brought it into her own world to her own whimsical wonderland there this record is kind of all over the place there's tons of musical influences cinematic influences too musically it's called eclectic um i think 
it is all over the place, but in a great way that fits the concept. So what is the concept? Um, they, it was inspired by the movie Metropolis, also the movie The Matrix, and sci-fi in general, I feel like. Um, cat hair in my lip gloss. I want to go ahead and read a couple things. I'm going to have my source uh, links in the show notes um, if you want to check that out. I want to read more about this. The first studio album of her career uh, was released in 2010, and it's a continuation of the story of Cindy Mayweather. This is her alter ego. This is an android that was introduced in the 2007 EP, Metropolis Suite 1 of 4, The Chase, um, also a great Marauder song um, from a soundtrack. Weird. Um, so Arc Android is a debut studio album by Janelle Monet, released 2010. Wonderland Art Society, that is made up of all of her other companies too, music, movies, etc. Um, and also Bad Boy Records and Atlantic Records. Um, production took place at Wonderland Studios in Atlanta. And I'll get into the album credits in just a second. The album is composed of the second and third parts of her Metropolis concept album series, incorporating conceptual elements of Afrofuturism and science fiction. Love Afrofuturism. If you haven't heard my episode on Pedro Bell, the artist for uh, Parliament Funkadelic, check that out. I learned a lot. The art, the arc andra arch arc. Um, continues the series fictional tale of a messianic android and features lyrical themes of love, identity, and self-realization. Um, critical commentaries have compared the album to the works of David Bowie, Outkast, and Prince. So yeah, so if we're looking at the cover, which I'll we'll take a closer look at the cover in just a second. This episode is really hard to tackle in a linear way because there's just so much different influence and it's so visual. I want to look at it. I mean, I have it behind me, but <laughs> because it does uh, reference the movie Metropolis, which I haven't watched in years, um, but I have been using this mouse pad for like since the 70s. Um, so I look at it every day. It is visually very powerful. If you've never seen Metropolis, it's very weird it's it's a silent film, um, so her music could be the soundtrack. Uh, maybe it syncs up perfectly. Who knows? Try it. Let me know. But um, it's a movie that's, it's a commentary. It was um, always know the context of art, whether it's film, books, an album. It was uh, made during, in Germany during the Weimar period. So I don't have time to go into that. <laughs> but it does... Uh, influence it informs the the aesthetics and the the theme of the movie um the Weimar period um just really quickly this is very oversimplified but at, took place at the end of World War One until the rise of the Nazi party um was very dystopian there was such hyperinflation I mean famously the saying is like it was cheaper to burn the money than to buy firewood um, there was a lot of suffering going on. And then the kind of overall message of the film, the mediator between the head and the hands must be the heart. So the head and the hands sort of represent the 
social inequality, the class war that's happening, and the heart is this messianic android robotic figure that comes in to save the day, sort of a hero um, or a Jesus or whatever. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of archetypal themes happening. I'm going to keep describing the movie because it's also helping us understand this record cover too. Critics found it visually beautiful, powerful, draws influence from opera, Bauhaus, cubism, futurist design, along with the Gothic structures, catacombs. Um, there's just so much going on. It's so weird and so striking because it does have a idealistic theme of getting out of this horrible situation in the movie setting. Uh, it's been called trite and ludicrously simplistic. All the condescending things people say when people make art about, you know, closing the gap between inequality. Uh, it's called communist and silly and childlike. Utopian. This is from New York Magazine. Janelle Monet calls her album an emotion picture experience. I love that. She's such a word wizard. Um, much like a symphony with movements, it's meant to be listened to from beginning to end in one sitting. Um, scores from Disney films and composer John Williams inspired the arrangements. Uh, big songs, a parliament funkadelic show informed her sense of theater. When I, she says, when I saw the mothership come down, wow, I love George Clinton. So lots of, it's a hodgepodge of influence, but done really well. It's like all the coolest things in the universe put together. <laughs> yeah. So she performs the arc Android as Cindy Mayweather, a persona inspired in part by the Matrix's Neo uh, character. She's the mediator between the haves and have nots, the chosen one to, to help restore unity and balance. Um, the Cindy persona reflects Monet's desire to face her fears. She says, quote, I'm attracted to things that scare me, like Psycho, my favorite Hitchcock movie. My favorite Hitchcock movie is Rope, which brings us to one of the featured songs on this album, Tightrope, which features Big Boy from Outcast Art Direction. Uh, Chuck Lightning was also creative director and art director for this, and um, also... Providing creative direction and art direction was Chad Weatherford, Andrew Zay. I'm going to pronounce that Zay with confidence was the photographer. Lots of credits on Discogs, uh, Interpol, Turn on the Bright Lights, the band photo for that. For Lil' Kim, Death Cab for Cutie, Nas, Big Boy, Kanye West, lots and lots of, of big stars. Chuck Lightning. Uh, let's talk about Chuck for a minute here. I love people's aliases on Discogs. Um, I need more aliases. Okay, so Chuck Lightning, Charles Joseph II, Gnithgil Kchuk, Wolfmaster Lightning, Wolfmaster Z, 
Z-Retsum Flow. Chuck and uh, Nate Rocket Wonder, the two executive producers for the record, they have a band together. And that band is called Deep Cotton. And it's a funk band. They're based in Atlanta. And it's part of the Wonderland Art Society. I haven't heard it yet, but I can't wait to. Uh, great producer and art director, as far as I can see. Chad Weatherford is the other art director and creative director for this. Also is credited on the album Metropolis Suite 104, The Chase. That cover is Janelle Monet with the biggest pompadour you've ever seen. So cool. I swear, I think maybe she might actually be an android because she's too cool for us. And on that Metropolis cover is has a droid body. Um, and it sort of reminds me of like, it's like Giorgio Marauders E equals MC squared, but like times a million. <laughs> and then is also credited, obviously, Arc Android, but then the Electric Lady which is the album after this, which is parts four and five of the Metropolis series. Um, okay, so the last credit I want to talk about, because I cannot find individual artist names, like Somebody had to have, if the even if the crown is a physical piece that somebody made with their hands, which I cannot figure it out, is that a thing? Is it an actual crown? It could just be artwork that somebody made, okay, on a computer or whatever, maybe a painting, but I cannot find that information and I just keep reading that the artwork was conceived, conceptualized, conceptualized and created by Wonderland Art Society. And Wonderland Art Society is the bigger umbrella over Wonderland Pictures, Wonderland Records. You know, according to their mission statement, uh, a community for storytellers in music, TV, slash film, fashion, design, literature, and more. Um, I really wish individual artists were named like we name musicians. And I'm not saying I want to take anything away from musicians. I'm saying I want to know who did everything. Like if you look at the Discogs, every flute player, every backup anything is all listed. And on in the liner notes of this album too, for each song, you, they list every instrument, every person who walked by the studio <laughs> practically is listed why can't we know the artists, the individual artists um, who did everything? I want that list, but for all the visuals for this. Anyway, that's just my take. That's why I have this podcast. That's my whole gripe and um, what I hope will change with time. Um, Wonderland Art Society, amazing. And there is a Wizard of Oz quality about that that is mysterious and cool. But, you know, I want to know. <laughs> Okay, let's finally take a look at this record cover and packaging. Um, Monet's Egyptian headdress topped by Golden Metropolis is an homage to free jazz pioneer Sun Ra, who also declared himself a messianic savior and whose aesthetic was the first example of black musician of a black musician overtly appropriating sci-fi iconography, which is very cool. Um, 
any any large headdress makes you think of Africa, but also the future because of Sun Ra, I guess. Um, it's gold, so it's very ornate, but it's got the metropolis buildings, which is in the movie, um, it just all looks very dingy and bleak to me. So this is like having this gleaming golden headpiece with all these buildings. There's an extravagance, um, but it's also being worn by this humble mediator who wants to bring justice and equality and love to this dystopian place where there's a lot of suffering. Overall, the artwork looks really hopeful. She's got a look on her face like she's staring off into the distance and has a promise for the future and knows something we don't. So yeah, starting from that cover, so it's not only the headdress, it's the weird um, shimmering futuristic looking bars, like kind of like markings on each side of the right side and the left side of the record. It looks like something, uh, maybe markings on a spaceship uh, or some piece of machinery. Janelle's outfit, you can't, you can only see from the neck to the shoulders. So the top shoulder part, it looks like the coolest droid body ever is, you know, um, she's got shimmering gold makeup on and these cool earrings. Everything seems meaningful. The building, the lights are on in the buildings and the headdress. Uh, lights are on upstairs. It's just really fun to look at. And yes, looks computer generated, but maybe it's a painting. I don't know. The typography looks like Futura. The letters are kind of going behind the headdress. It says the arc Android in shimmering gold Futura font um, across the top of the record. And then at the bottom, next to her, one of her shoulders, there's um, Janelle Monet Suites 2 and 3. Let's look at the inside of the record. The gatefold is stunning. It's a dystopian, like post-apocalyptic scene where she's kind of taking shelter inside these ruins. And you can see beyond her, <sighs> looks like a place that's uh, in rubble right now um, that's be being destroyed as we speak. It's a, a city that's been pretty much turned into rubble. Janelle is there as a pompadour droid figure holding another droid um, that looks dead in her arms. And the Janelle Monet figure that's not dead is, I mean, it looks kind of like a Renaissance painting. She's got a ruffly collar, like a big white ruffly collar. And then the rest of the outfit is like these dramatic shoulders, like very futuristic. So past and future together. Um, again, the cityscape that's destroyed looks like the past, but also looks like a post-apocalyptic future. And also looks like the present, unfortunately, in some parts of the world. Very upsetting, folks. Look to sci-fi to see these reoccurring themes that we keep seeing in our real lives. It's really amazing uh, what these authors and um, predictors of the future were able to see. Here's another angle with the headpiece. This is fantastic. It is gorgeous. I wish it was real. So the the full photo shows everything droid in the in the big kind of renaissance painting dress holding the naked droid that looks dead and then it says um 
I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there's this sort of manifesto inside that is a letter to the listeners of the record. And it's signed Max Selling's Vice Chancellor, the Palace of the Dogs Arts Asylum. Dear listener, the enclosed songs, text, and images are the work, visions, and dreams of Janelle Monet, Palace of the Dogs, patient number 57821. I have decided to release this work in accordance with the Inspiration Information Act. It goes on to say, I would like to stop here to openly state that I've been coerced into this decision by the Zoids. So it goes on and on. There's there's the lore that goes into this album, and it's very interesting um, backstory to Cindy Mayweather and um, the year 2719 and clones and stolen DNA and, you know, sci-fi stuff like that. I want to talk about the insert. I want to talk about what the na- what the songs are described as. So it's the name of the song, a brief description, which I'll read, and then every musician that touched anything near it. <laughs> it's a lot, which is good. Um, okay, so Sweet Two Overture, inspired by Princess Leia's cinnamon buns hairstyle, Tim Burton's Blue Girl with Wine, and Rachmaninoff's Piano Concerto Number no. 2. The song Faster is inspired by Chuck Lightning's roller coaster romantic escapades and Cindy's malfunctioning emotion machine. The song Locked Inside, inspired by the collage in Stevie Wonder's Mirrored Glasses, See the Music of My Mind LP. And I love that she said that because I never really looked at that collage closely until recently. The song Cold War, inspired by the atomic bombs in Muhammad Ali's fists and Martin McKnight's famous I Have a Scream speech. The song Neon Gumbo is inspired by the She's Crying, It's Backwards scene in Purple Rain. And finally, the song Oh Maker was inspired by Frankenstein's monster, Rabbi Lowe's Golem, and Catherine Bernhardt's Alpha Platinum 9000 Journals. Okay, and then let's look at the back of the record now. This looks more like the functioning metropolis uh, of the upper classes. Uh, Probably represents the city of the ownership class. It shows the rest of the outfit. You can kind of see the shoulders on the cover. This is a slightly less ornate version. It has like this cool, um, these metallic looking shoulders that jut out from the sides. This really interesting kind of contoured breastplate that looks metal and has like this dagger shaped thing in the middle, like really neat looking, very much like sexy futuristic warrior. Um, There's arm plates. It's like armor, but also elegant. There's this gown that goes down to the floor, just like shimmering metallic silver. The whole thing is just gorgeous. Um, Watch the YouTube for visuals that go along with this. If you're listening, I'll also have things up on my website, designfreakspodcast.com. I'm going to also put some slideshows up as I do on uh, my Instagram at underscore design freaks podcast. You can check out the artwork there. You can buy the record. You can listen to the record. You can experience this thing. You can watch Metropolis, watch the matrix, watch electric dreams. This album is just incredible. So ambitious as a huge art concept. Um, Oh, I have one more thing to read to you. (laughs) So I keep trying to figure out 
Um, who made this crown? Does it really exist? This is from um, April 19th, day after my birthday, 2010, um, from vibe.com. And it is um, Janelle Monet's Arc Android album cover is here, is the name of the article. It just says, this information stems from an official entry on the Arc Android crown in the Living Sictionary, which is spelled like dictionary, but C-Y-K, a 20th century encyclopedia. And this is what it says. And this is all that was released about, the, the name of this is called the Arc Android album covers here. And then this is all it says on this page. The Arc Android crown, designed by Zoman Ignatius, the half-elf, half-human mystic, reportedly 500 years ago. According to legend, the crown has several magic properties, as well as innovative technologies that can be employed only by the Arc Android. Zoman was a consummate inventor, artist, and sculptor, a cross between Nikola Tesla and Da Vinci, and as such, he designed the crown to be a work of beauty that would embody the very spirit of Metropolis. According to legend, the crown features prominent metropolis buildings and towers that will light up radiantly when the one and only true Arc Android wears the crown. According to the Daily Horos, this opulent headdress was stolen from the vaults in the Black House reportedly by 1954 in October of 2715, the year. Several members of 1954 were hunted down and executed for this crime, but the crown was never found. Many claim it has been secreted away to the Wonderground. I wish we would pronounce that word secreted. Um, there's also a word that in the year 2010, several 1954 operatives have crafted a replica of this historic headdress to be worn by Janelle Monet in anticipation for her album, The Arc Android. No word on whether or not this replica has magic properties. The Living Sictionary, 9th, edi 9th edition, 2719. I love this kind of whimsical, wacky promotion, album promotion. It is just giving Barney Bubbles spirit. And I absolutely adore that. It's so funny. Just real quick before I go, um, a little bit more from the Wonderland Art Society website. It's, a, it's very whimsical. One of the things they say is, we believe songs are spaceships. We believe music is the weapon of the future. We believe books are stars grass sprouts from toilet seats it's very whimsical uh it's very magical with a k they also say we have built several cities we're always looking for a new city to live in we've recently moved from atlantis to metropolis a city of our own design it's the largest city in the world but you can only see it by closing your eyes thanks for listening and watching everybody and tuning in check out this record and I'll see you next time. Bye -bye. Bye -bye.